What's poppin', everyone? And welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It, the podcast where knowledge equals power. On this very episode today, I have a special guest for me, Cheryl. And this episode, we're going to be talking all things and everything about natural hair and what it means to be actually natural. So I just hope everybody enjoys this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so welcome, Cheryl. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Today, sorry. I'm just excited. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mercy. I really appreciate this opportunity. I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. And I'm so excited to be here today. So my name is Cheryl. Um, I started a company called Coco Crowned. And um, the whole point of the movement for me behind the idea of Coco Crowned was I do feel like um, natural hair in its natural state is underrepresented in the community. And I do think that we need to push more narratives where we're actually embracing and loving our natural hair in all its glory and not just one specific narrative. So I pray my company continues to grow into what it was destined to become and just encourages everyone to just embrace themselves in all their other natural lights and types. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, me personally, just talking about like my natural, I was not always natural. Like I'm African, I'm from Ghana. So, you know, my mom, she put my hair like all the time. So <laughs> I, yeah, I had friends who like, the only, I really like one friend, Adesu, if you listen to this, I'm talking about you. She would always wear her hair natural and stuff. But me, most of our other friends, usually our hair was in braids or, you know, it would be um, permed and stuff. And then one time, like, I messed up my hair really bad when I was taking out braids, and, like, it just was so bad, and um, I kept on permanent still, because, you know, my mom, she was like, just permit, it's gonna be okay, the, just permit, just permit, and eventually, like, I just hate how I look, and I was, like, kind of envious of, like, her and my other friends who were natural, and their hair was, like, so, it was so beautiful, so then, like, last year, around February, I decided I'm gonna transition, and for those of you, like, Cheryl, can you explain transitioning? You probably- congratulations, congratulations for your, for transitioning. Um, so transitioning is basically like the process of you going from having, say, relaxed hair into having your natural hair. So for most of us, that process looks different. So for some people, transitioning means like they'll do something called a big chop, which is where you'll just chop off all your permed ends and then you'll have whatever your natural hair is. But as you know, and I know transitioning is it's very, very difficult. Like you said, Mercy, like my mom permed my hair when I was two years old believe it or not. And I and I had permed hair up until high school. So like 17, 18, I still had permed hair and I was struggling. I tried transitioning to natural. Like, I want to say I've tried transitioning at least four times. Uh, the first few times I was like, oh my gosh, it was so difficult because, you know, you have that, it's called the line of demarcation where the natural hair meets your permed or relaxed hair and it's just so difficult to manage so my hair was breaking and I just gave up and I was like I'm gonna go get a perm again because I couldn't but my hair was uh, so unhealthy and like you said I had a friend Anyarika who I hope she's gonna listen to this too um, who is natural and her hair was just so beautiful but um, I knew there were challenges so going into it i think the second time around i was like you know what i think i'm ready for this unfortunately i i caved again and i cut my hair again because i couldn't deal with it and then i did like a whole perm and the rihanna cut just no 
but it was finally the third time where I was like, you know what? I really want this. I really want to do it. And I will say to anyone who is transitioning, just be patient with yourself. Be patient with the journey. I know it's difficult. We all know it's difficult, especially because you have to think of however many years you had whatever other kind of hair that you had. So for you to learn how to deal with this new hair, it's a learning curve, which means it's going to take time for you to gradually get better at it. And as time goes on, it does get easier. So stick in there for all those who are transitioning. Yeah, Um, because just to continue, so I decided to become... It is difficult. Patience, I was like, there were some days I hated my hair and like I I I, I like chopped it all over now. Like I um let my hair I was transitioning like you say for like a year. But like during that whole time transition some of the time I didn't even know what transitioning was. I just knew I was first I just took the big seven. I'm not permanent my hair. My mom was like, I'm old enough now, like you can take you can take your own hair. I don't it's your hair, so you you do what you want. So then, you know, I talked to my brother's girlfriend, and then she was like, "Okay, the first thing I got was like leave-in conditioner. I even know actually, she wasn't natural. Like she she um, but she strains her hair, but she's not natural. But so I was like, okay, should I get leave-in? And my other friends, you know, who are natural, I like, get some deep conditioner. And at that stage, it's like you're just trying a lot of products, and it's like, oh, and for, so being natural is a budget. It's a it, it hurts pockets. Yeah, I, won't, I won't lie about that. And I think like that's another thing that I think the the longer you're natural for, the more you get to that point where it's like, okay, you know what works. And I think it does have that trial and error period where you are probably going to be spending more money than necessary because you see someone try this deep conditioner and you're like, ooh, that looks good. I want to try it. Or God forbid someone like me, like you go to the beauty supply store or you go to like Walgreens or wherever. Like I'm always just like, ooh, what's that? But you have to kind of force yourself, like Mercy said, like you have to be on a budget like no, I will not buy another deep conditioner until I finish whatever it is that I have at home. Or like, of course, unless it's not working for you. But I think with even that, I think it also takes time to figure out like what works for you or how to know when a product actually works for you or not. Yeah, that's a metaphor thing because um, during that time I was like, I tried this product and I was like, oh, let me look at this even conditioner. Now I'm more like I have a constant basis, but like you do want to try more, especially like the main brands, even though I don't use those like Shea Moisture. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I know Carol's Daughter, Miel, Miel. I don't even know. I don't even know it either, girl. I think it's Miel or Miel Organics, but I get you. Yeah. Like, those brands be like, it was like $15 for deep conditioner. I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, Shea Moisture. <laughs> I can't do that. And then I just use like Aussie. Aussie's like my main. Aussie's really good. Yeah, I, yeah, use I that. love the three minute miracle too from them. Yeah, it's really yes. Good. Those, those have, I like to go for, I mean, I, cheap and good at the same time. You know, the <laughs> most things you're going to spend the most money on is the oils. Cause no matter what you look for, oils aren't cheap. Jamaican black castor oil. It's a pocket hair. pocket. You can't find it nowhere cheap unless you got people from Jamaica who's going to bring it to you. No, but guess what? So I'm not Jamaican, but I visited Jamaica and I was like, when I went there, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get Jamaican black castor oil. It's expensive there, Mercy. It's wow. expensive there too, kid you not. It's like comparable prices, the same thing <laughs> as what you'll get it here. Same thing, yeah. 
<laughs> I can't I can't do with that. But um just like I try different products and then you know eventually I just the main thing that will help me a lot because sometimes my hair will look bad. Like people people are like mercy, what is up with your hair? I'm like, I'm sorry, like I just took out my braids and I had to wait a little bit before I put another braid. So I was just looking bad. Like I have mo it was bad hair days. I was like comb my hair down, put in a pin in the back, and I just went with it. And then, um, but the thing that helped me a lot was protective styles and protective styles are like braids, weaves, wigs, and stuff like that. And that helped me a lot because it really, it really hid the um, bad hair. Like so my teacher was like, oh, Mercy, I didn't even notice you transitioned because some of the time, like, I just had my hair in braids and weaves so much. That's what helped a lot. So true. I agree with that. I think like if I could do it again and I could talk to my transitioning self, I would definitely say like, if you can, if you're not afraid to, like once your hair grows to a certain length, just, just let it go. I won't lie. Like just let it go. But if you, if you refuse to let it go, like if you want to get a little more length, cause I, I know how that can feel too, then I would say protective styles all the way. Like, like you said, keep it in braids, twists, Whatever it is that you have to do, if you if you can cornrow and put it under uh, under wig, do that. Like whatever you need to do to not make that process so tedious. But I think that it's been like the most rewarding journey that I've ever been on in my life. I, I was telling my friend the other day, like I feel like the process of you going natural for us, I think it's like it feels like you're getting to know yourself. It's almost like transformative in a way I don't know if that makes sense I don't want it to be too deep but you get my point like yeah. it feels like you're learning more about yourself because it takes so much patience and because it's not so easy and because it's beautiful and it's always evolving like first you start out maybe your hair is like a teeny weeny afro before you know it you look around and you're like oh snap my hair is actually growing and before you know it it's no longer at that stage either so I think it's like once you get to the point where you embrace every aspect of the journey, including the difficulties, it's it's one of the best decisions that I think I've ever made in my life. Yeah, it is like um, when I got to the point, I cut it in around April. So like I grew my hair a certain length and then I took it out. I was like, I don't know why I'm holding on to this hair. It's like I'm holding on to toxic people, all this energy. And then my mom was like, no, just like this time around quarantine. So it was like no beauty salons. I was like, no, just hold on to it. Oh, it's gonna be okay. Like, just hold on to it. Don't cut it, you know. Because when you tell your African friend you cutting hair, doesn't sound good. Go for that. And so I was like, Ma, I'm not holding on. So I was like, Can you cut it for me? And she she did cut it for me, which I was surprised she did. So we started. She just started snipping, snipping. And I I didn't know because the way she was cutting, she she didn't want to wet my hair. She said she could see the difference. So she yeah, just started yeah, yeah. cutting it. <laughs> cutting it. And I just saw myself and I was like, Oh my God! It's just like my and my I'm four C. Like I have very thick, thick, thick like. And my hair, instead of going down, it goes up. So it was just like, and my hair was in a fro. And then it was, it was, it felt good though. It was like a, a feeling of relief. Like you finally like go and you start in a new chapter in like your life with your hair. Because people, some people say hair is hair, but like for other cultures, it's not. My hair doesn't grow as fast like some other people be like, hair is hair. Like if you chop it, it's, oh, of course it's going to lack too much. It's going to take like two years. So it's not hair. It's but hair. it's like, think about it. It's like, it feels like, it kind of feels like it's part of your identity. Like you look in the mirror and you want to recognize or like who you see in the mirror too. So yes, it's just hair, but it also defines us. And like you said, the fact that our hair grows out, that alone, you have to kind of get adjusted to that. So no matter what, I think like you have to be patient with yourself in that process where you look in the mirror after the big chop and just like, whoa, okay, this is new. It does take a while to get used to, I think, the look of it. I think so. 
and a lot of a lot of like stuff when I want to go natural, like I'm a research person, like I like to do anything, some many like important things I do, I like to get into like know what I'm about to do before I get into it. So like being natural, like I watched a lot of a whole lot of YouTube videos, like especially I'll put the YouTubers in their link, but Nappy Fool, like she'll be yeah, a lot. I love her. She's hilarious. Yeah. Cause she I like YouTubers who just educate, who just don't do like wash routine and stuff like she actually educates you about the science behind the products and there was another girl a lady i found her name was um green beauty she does like I a lot of like, green beauty yeah. she does a lot like, of science yeah it's more science than like actual wash routines and then like yeah. another youtuber her name is queen k she's not like that popular but i did yes, find but i know her too i love her videos yeah. <laughs> you know all the good people good <laughs> yeah i found it so like i like to watch those type of youtube and i don't like to watch people like who don't, I said, who don't have my hair t texture, like before I used to do that, but like, it's easier to see people who are close to your hair texture because yeah. you have somebody who has like um, curly hair, who has nice big luscious curls and their hair is coils. It's, some yeah. of the products might not work together. And, and I really, I really love that you said that because I think that's such an important point. I think there's nothing wrong with like appreciating other people's like natural hair and their beauty and having it as, oh, that's nice. But I think that it can be, it can be negative for, for 4C or type 4 hair people who are trying to learn to have role models that are not necessarily like matching your kind of hair because then you have like the wrong expectations in a way. I think it kind of has you like, maybe my hair is going to look like that when I go under the water and I wet it and detangling should be that easy. When in reality, no, you probably have to dampen your hair, detangle in sections, put them in sections and then get on the shower and you still won't see those curls and that's perfectly okay. So I like that you said that because I think we need that distinction of saying, these are the types of natural people that you should follow if you have X, Y, and Z hair. And I do think that people who don't know their hair type or who don't understand the hair typing system should probably make more of an effort to not make videos for people who have say 4C hair because we know that 4C hair, type 4 hair in most cases, those are the people who need the help the most. So it's like, do not falsely advertise 4C yes. if you know that you don't have 4C hair because especially when you're transitioning or just learning, you could be a baby, you could be a grown woman, we're all trying to figure it out. So if you're trying to figure it out and you go and you're searching and you're a researcher like Mercy, like, I want to make sure that when I research, what I'm looking for is what, what's popping up. I don't want to watch your video and then get halfway through and I'm like, wait, but you don't even have the same kind of hair as I do. Is that 4C clip I think it was Chizzy. Um, yeah, Chizzy Duru. Yeah. yeah. She was like talking about how like TikTok girls, they be doing the hair big. That's why I don't even have TikTok. They I have don't have TikTok either. <laughs> much over there, but they um had their hair saying 4C because they know like most people who do watch um, YouTube videos are 4C, so then they will have their hair, and it has nothing to do with 4C. Like, it was somebody who have like curly, curly hair, and it will be like 4C. And I, it's a difference between like no, not knowing your type and blatantly put it out there. Because I know if you're even a natural hair person, if you're making videos teaching people about natural hair, you shouldn't be putting the wrong thing because you are a natural hair blogger, influencer. That's your profession, so don't blatantly put 4C just to get views and stuff. Because there are people who have your hair texture who want to see your videos also like I think it's important and I like yeah and I'm glad like I saw your Instagram and then like your in your Instagram page is like very informative and I see like you're about to start a website and all that yeah. and like I just want you to talk a little bit about your company and why you started your company yes 
Um, so like some of the conversations that we've had already, I, I felt like for me, natural hair is something that I'm very passionate about. But I don't even think like it, it doesn't, it goes further than natural hair for me as well. Because I think it's like, I've always felt like black girls who look quote unquote regular have been underrepresented in so many ways, right? We are the majority if you think about it. And I don't think that there's enough of a representation around what really helps us. So my whole idea was I wanted to have a beauty supply store and I was like, you know what? I don't like how we get treated when we go to beauty supply stores. I felt like when you go to the beauty supply store, you're either ignored or you get there and there are like so many products that are not necessarily there for you or there to help you or there's no one to kind of like navigate that process in between it. But upon thinking even further, I was like, you know what? Instead of just focusing it on the like, okay, I just want to have a beauty supply store. What about having a way to simplify natural hair for all of us? So for people who feel like, listen, my wash day process is so difficult. That's what I want my company to be about. I want to break down and debunk all these different myths that we have about our natural hair. I want us to not have, like, I don't want you to think of 4C hair or type 4 hair and think, oh my gosh, it's such hard work or have all these negative emotions towards it. Because I know that with the right education, it could be easy for all of us. If there were more people researching on products that actually work for us, ingredients that actually work for us and how to care for our hair, the proper techniques, I think it could be easier for everybody, right? Like I think about it, for example, like when I was younger and my mom would do my hair, like whenever she detangled, my hair was always dry. Like now I know you don't do that. Like, I don't care, like, if you think that, well, it's kind of damp. No, if you, if you touch that hair and it doesn't feel, like, semi-moisturized enough for you to be able to, like, detangle it, don't even do it. I also know that sometimes we have to finger detangle first before being able to even get a tool in there or wide tooth comb or anything else to do that. So I feel like all those little pieces of knowledge that I think I learned later on in my journey, I want to be able to implement them into my company and not only positively motivate people to love and embrace their natural hair, but to also help you with taking care of it so your wash day doesn't have to take 500 hours and hopefully it could be a lot shorter so that's my goal with my company so i will be launching sometime before the end of the year by god's grace and my products would be mostly like focused on your wash day and simplifying it with detangling tools and i'll get into like different series like maybe protective styling series and just tools like i'm not necessarily going to focus on products or anything at first but i just want that positivity that I feel out there and I just want to give out whatever knowledge that I can give that has helped me through my journey. Thank you. That was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I needed I needed that a year ago. <laughs> but um lucky, you know, I had there was a lot of YouTubers who showed the way. But I think when you mentioned that beauty so I think one thing that popped up to my mind is like why I know like some companies are black owned, but why are black owned products and companies more expensive than the you know Tresemme, Pantene? I gotta give me a, a big jug of Tresemme for like four or five dollars, but this small bottle of conditioner would be like 12. I'd be like, why can't I don't know what's the balance difference between and like 
before like me, I didn't even know like I used to use VO5. I don't know if that and VO5. <laughs> Everybody's like that's that was the first brand of shampoo, VO5. And then um what you call it? Eventually my mom she bought um cream of nature. That's the closest thing I ever had as a natural product. But I just I, I went to the store, my friend is like, trust me, it's like a 34 ounce bottle. And yeah, it's like you just won. It's like and it's five dollars. But if I buy a shampoo, 12 ounces, that's $16. <laughs> like, why do you think there's a discrepancy? I, like, a difference between the I two? think that it's the entry, it's the entry point, meaning like when you want to get into any business, um, I do think that the entry or access for black owned brands into that industry is a little more difficult. So like, let's say someone else that's a bigger company may be able to go and get that shampoo for maybe 10 cents someone who is a black person who may not necessarily have those connections may not necessarily have the right ways or channels to get that same product for 10 cents so they might get it for three dollars so or maybe they get it for five dollars who knows if they get it for five dollars you kind of have to think like in their shoes maybe they can't really price it at five dollars obviously because then there's no profit there if they have to market it if they have to package it so i know that there are all these other things that go in in terms of people being able to source products that definitely affects them and i think that's what also is the reason why some of these black owned brands end up having to get like venture capitalists or people to invest in them and actually take over the company if that makes sense because i think the money issues the accessibility issues and i think that's why we need more people in the these positions to kind of like once you own your beauty supply store and you know how to get these things or once you have your own black owned brand and you know how to get these things for cheaper like we need to kind of like have a network and support each other and uplift each other in that so that we can kind of create more so of that well now we can get conditioners for five dollars hopefully and not 20 something dollars but i do think it's like the cost of entry the cost that they're spending to have the products in general and just it's not as easy as like a single person or someone who's not super super rich or a big company to kind of get there and get those prices that's what i really think it is yeah it's important i like how you put the business aspect to it you know yeah so about marketing and all that and now, like, I just want to swing it to a different discussion, you know. There is a lot, within the um, 4C, the natural hair community, there's some good things and there are some bad things, you know. A lot of people can label, especially, like, the 4C community, it can be toxic sometimes because, especially in the comment section, because it, sometimes the way people, everybody feels like there's a right, there's a right way and a wrong way to do your hair. Like, you know, you could go on somebody's video, maybe they might um, shampoo differently, maybe they don't part their hair, and then people get mad and start critiquing the person how to do it, or maybe, oh, they don't use this oil, they put the oil the wrong way. And I feel like, I don't know why, like, that bothers me a lot sometimes, because it's like, why can't we all just uplift each other? Sometimes, like, yeah. there's always negativity back and forth. I agree with that 100%. I feel like, so, like, I'm, I think that, for me, I remember when YouTube first started in terms of, like, that natural hair community. And the funny thing is that I believe that at that time, the natural hair community kind of started off with 4C people who either were growing their hair, were in the process of, and it was more so like, hey, I'm trying out these products. Look at what's working for me. What do you think about it? And I think we kind of, in those 10 years, <laughs> things have changed and there's so 
so many more gurus, I guess, or so much more information out there. And everyone is now under this impression that there's a right way, like there's the right way and there's the wrong way. And it's funny because even if you're a cosmetologist, I think we still have to factor in the fact that everyone's hair is different. No, no two people have the same exact texture and everything. And no two people are going to do their hair this, the exact same way. So as much as I know that it is important for us to kind of like dispel myths, like let's make sure that people are not doing like, don't brush your hair dry. Like, you know, I'm not with that. But we should still be kind and gentle to how people are in the process of caring for their hair. At the end of the day, it's their hair. So I think if we were more loving about this natural hair movement, I don't think there would be as many people transitioning back to relaxers because I think that whole like it feels like the natural Nazis like they're going to be in your comment section they're going to come for you the second you do something wrong but it's like think about it it's a journey so yes there, you may be doing something right you may be doing something wrong but in that process we need to be kind to not only ourselves but each other and make sure that you're not like do not go under somebody's comment section or whatever and tell them what you thought that they were doing wrong especially in a negative way especially because you know they're taking time out of their day they're putting their vulnerabilities on the internet to help other people hopefully right so us doing that i don't think that i think that's what makes the community toxic to me everyone's a know-it-all everyone is an expert and we don't give each other a chance to learn and make mistakes yeah, everybody's a natural hair scientist, I got say. Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> but I think this, um, another thing I want to point out, like, um, I don't think, like, a lot of people come out, once Once you tell people that you relax your hair, they think, um, or relax, when people relax their hair, their hair is automatically bad. That's not true, because there are a lot of YouTubers who also, who have relaxed hair, and their hair is nice and healthy, nice and long, <laughs> and all that. So I don't know how they do it, but that's their magic. So it's just like... I feel like I didn't know I didn't know how to take care of my natural honestly. I just relaxed it. I put nothing. All I put was grease, grease, and now I use grease to twist my hair. This whole grease is bad, bad. That's part of what we're talking about. And then I think that there's also once again, like I said, right? It's a learning experience. So you're gonna make mistakes. Sometimes you're gonna agree with something, sometimes you're not. So like if let's say everyone decided that grease was all of a sudden bad. I think it's only right for people to come back later on and say, you know what? I know I said Greece was bad last year, but I actually like Greece again. And this is why. But I don't think there's enough of that. We just cancel everything. I think at one point, Eco Styler was about to be canceled. Oh, yeah, because even... <laughs> cancer thing, something like that. I mean, Eco Styler work. I learned it don't work for my edges, but it's a day to back. I knew it worked for me. So. You know? So I think that's the whole thing. We're all learning. So I don't think that it should be such a strict cancel culture of canceling Greece. And if you want to tell people that something is harmful, explain it. Like explain what aspect or what use. Because Greece is not necessarily bad, but it's the way that people may use Greece that could have been bad for their hair. Like it's so many things or the type of Greece that they're using. But I think like we're so quick to have these like generalizations of no, we're done with grease. We're done with coconut oil. Like, you know, there's always, it's always something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the coconut oil, like, it don't work from, I don't even know what coconut oil does to my hair. Okay, but that's because <laughs> coconut oil has like a more, you, you need to think of um, coconut oil like a protein kind of oil. So if I, that's the easiest way that I could think of, I, I can explain it. So if it's an oil that seems like it's protein based, if your hair has enough protein on it already, there's a chance that it may dry it out or it may make it actually break, right? But if your hair needs that protein, then 
it's actually going to be good for your hair. So it's like, it's all these different things where it's like, it's not necessarily that coconut oil is bad for your hair. It's just like, it's how you use it, when you use it and who uses it. So yeah, it's not a one size fits all. I know we wanted to stop. I used to stop using grease because I saw everybody saying grease is bad, grease is bad. So then I was like, let me know, let me just buy this Africa's best. And then now I use it to like when I twist my hair, I always put grease at the end and it holds it together, you know? Exactly, exactly. Because grease can actually work as a good sealant. So sealant meaning something that just like it'll hold in all the moisture that you already put in. Like, so say you sprayed water, say you used something moisturizing, say you use the butter, whatever you use, right? It's like, it acts as like a barrier. So it's like, it blocks it off from the environment and it holds in whatever moisture you added in. So if you think about it that way, like it's a good thing. Now, if you put grease on dry hair that has no moisture on it, then girl, I don't know what to tell you. It won't work as well. <laughs> I just don't like people like dry hair is like it just don't come in through dry hair. I just I sometimes even want natural people do it. Sometimes irk me because it's like you just come in through like put some water, just a little water, <laughs> just a little, just, so, water. So just a little, just a little water. But I don't think like that's really I really want to talk about like culture appropriation because um a lot of people um with braids and all that a lot of people was like at first it was like kim kardashian you know her fulani braids you know it looked nice on her okay it looked nice on her um you know and a bad baby i don't know if you know her when she wore cornrows and like my opinion about it is like it's people's hair if you whatever somebody wants to do with their hair they want to do with their hair you know braids originally came from the african culture i know that but at the same time it's important that you could always spread a culture that's like culture is meant to be spread around people and and I don't feel like oh braids just belong to me. No, if my Spanish friend want to wear braids, she can wear braids. If a white person want to wear braids, I wouldn't suggest it though for your hair because it's not gonna hold up. <laughs> but if you want to wear braids, wear braids. You know, it's it's I don't like that. If people, especially the shade room, they be oh my gosh, it's just too much, too much. Awesome. I, I I think that they they do that because they know like it gets it gets everybody riled up. Like everybody's like ah, we're mad. It's cultural appropriation. But I think like we're we're kind of overusing cultural appropriation a little bit, just a little bit. We're doing a little too much with it because I think it's like it's it depends on your viewpoint, like what you said, rightfully so. It's okay for someone to appreciate something and know that they did not invent it. But I do think that we should all keep the same energy all across the board for everyone's braids. Uh, what I think that I don't like about it is the fact that let's say someone like, I think there was like a whole controversy a couple of years ago when Zendaya had like, I guess she had, I think she had full locks. I think they were locks. And like people were saying like she was on the red carpet and how she, maybe she looked unkempt or maybe she looked like she smoked weed or I don't even know what the connotation was but it was negative but and I think that also people have that issue because braids used to be ratchet like my mom did my box braids damn near all through high school and people made fun of me like not like I mean I didn't really care because I always had box braids but it wasn't cool to have braids at that time so I think looking at it now where everyone has braids and it's like oh it's so cute and they like it on these people I think that's the biggest issue that people are having You know, but I think that if everyone just comes to terms with it and says, you know what, hey, you guys can rock braids, but we need to appreciate everyone that has braids, including the black girls that have been rocking these braids for X, Y, and Z amount of time, or including the originators of braids. I think if we have that kind of respect and culture for it, then I think I'm okay with it. But if it's like you're going to bash one set of people for having the same exact hairstyle and on someone else it's cute, then no, I, I'm, not, I'm not for that. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, what you, you hit right at the ballpark. Like, it should, we should acknowledge, if you're going to hold one person accountable, hold everybody accountable with the same weight because... And, and with the bad baby thing, she said something like, black girls wearing weave. Yes. You know? And, and I, I think that's what kind of drove me crazy a little bit because for me, I'm just like, here we go. <laughs> like, in, in, in one regard, I guess you could say, I guess, whatever, right? But in, in the other regard, it's like everyone wears weave, though. Like, all, all women of different races have always worn weave. So why does it always... I think the issue surrounding the concept of Black women wearing weave, that's just such a touchy subject, and it's such an issue, because if you look at the history of even this country and how things were done in terms of slavery to now, there's a reason why people wore weaves. There's a reason why wigs and all these things became a thing. There's a reason why people felt like they needed to cover their hair. There's a reason for that. And I, and I think that we can't just sweep that under the rug as, oh, they don't love themselves or they don't like themselves. We need to look deeper into what are the real roots and causes for people's like annoyance or grievances or dissatisfactions with an issue because people are mad about cultural appropriation because you used to call people ratchet with braids. People are going to be mad about talking about weaves and all these things because there was one point where black people had to get perms or black people had to cover their hair up in America. So you, we have to be more sensitive when it comes to topics like that with people and figure out what is the root of you doing this? Are you doing this because you hate yourself or you hate your hair? Are you doing this because you genuinely don't even know how to take your hair? You can't be bothered and let people feel the freedom to make their own choices. Like nobody's going around policing white girls who have clip-ins in their hair. So I think we need to like as we try to promote natural hair and promote self-love, we should also just don't hate on people who have permed hair. Don't hate on people who wear wigs because you really don't know the reasons or the circumstances behind it. Yeah, I was watching, um, that reminded me like when you don't understand the reason, I was watching Brad Mondo, like he does like, he, he um, has a lot of hair videos and I was watching with America's Next Top Model you know back i was young when that, when that came out very young so but like there was a lot of controversy because like everybody was like anytime when tyra like it was a black girl it was usually the black girl had to straighten her hair it was like very few actually kept the natural hair it was like either you put weave or like you have to straighten it and stuff and it was like a lot of controversy behind it and then it's it shows like how much we've progressed i feel like because now it's like you see more natural hair like a lot of modern like lupita like i saw she wore her natural hair out and pe people like that, you know, now you see it's becoming more brisk. Like, now if you don't got a fro, you ain't popping now. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's, that's like. And it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of nice because um, yeah. I don't think I would have ever, if I didn't see, like, my friends wear their natural, I don't think I would have had the courage to actually, like, become a natural and stuff because it is a lot of work. I'm not saying it's, it's a lot of work. Like, sometimes wash day, like, I don't, I don't, sometimes I don't even want to part my hair. I just, like, <laughs> I'm a lazy natural. I'm, those naturals would be like pre-pool, pre-this, pre-that. <laughs> stay in the dry for that. I'm, I can't. I cannot do that. I know there's some naturals who like that. I know I'm washed, deep conditioned, and then if I want to put, if I want to do everything after, I will. But like there's some naturals who do the whole 20, 30 step. My whole, my whole day. If you want wash day, don't call me that day. I'm taking over. Reviews. <laughs> I can't do that. I'm sorry. Like I'm oh, tired. You. you have to pick a day. Like you have to pick a day where you know you're not going to be stressed. You don't have anywhere that you're about to rush to. Like don't think that you're going to try to like 
do your natural hair that day and have to run somewhere like in a little bit because it will be very frustrating. Like I advise that, do, do not. Do your natural hair on a relaxing day when you know you have time. And like Mercy said, like nobody called me that day. Like that's how I feel too. Like my phone is on do not disturb while I wash my hair. <laughs> because sometimes um, it just, it just be like, so I don't suggest it. I Sometimes I wash my hair like at night and I don't not suggest that because yeah. you get real lazy. And I do that a lot. But I, get, I get lazy. Like I don't even want to twist it, put it in deep. I get real lazy. So if you have the opportunity to do it during the day, yeah. don't do it at night because you're going to be sleepy. They put start, it, start it early. And your arms are going to hurt if you're doing it that <laughs> And I can't, I don't even know how, like, all I can do is twist. I don't know how to braid my hair. There's some people who could do braid, flat twist. I cannot do that. Like, my mom told me, like, as African, we didn't, we didn't get the braid G. We got the cooking G. That's what she told me. <laughs> So yeah, but like as I was younger, I remember when you said about the braids. I remember she bought me to school, and I came to school. And I looked like I came fresh off the boat because like I had these light, really light brown braids that I was coming to school. And all the kids looked at me like it was crazy because I was new, <laughs> I was new to the class too. Look at my I was I was born here everything, but the way I look, I look like I came I came just off the plane. They just brought me here, and I had light like the lightest brown braids. I think it was a little bit of black, and I was just and everybody's looking at me as crazy because it was like who's this new girl? Has this type of hair of that? And I was, I was like, wow. Because then me, I always wore color in my hair. Like, not in middle school, I wore purple, blue, pink. Wow. Yeah, like, I like I like the colors. I even had, I had red. I remember I did red one time. This is mad colors. I still haven't done yet. But, like, I, I was always a color person. And also, I'm not thinking I was surprised that my mom that we do all those <laughs> she colors. She let you do all of that. Yeah. Ghanaian mom, she let you go to school like that. Yeah, I was surprised. Like, purple. She said, all I have to do, as long as it's mixed with black, as long as she's black, <laughs> that was the main thing. But, like, purple, I think I did pink, blue. I like, but one time I did, like, all, like, just, like, red and brownish. I did that. Yeah. I, I don't know what color is next. I haven't done um, what's the orange, you know. I do want to dye my natural hair, but we're combining that. Don't do it, Mercy. <laughs> I need to put this service, like, this is a public service announcement. Do not like I feel like honestly because I have I colored my hair I've colored my natural hair twice now with bleach or without bleach because I want to do without bleach I did both so the first couple of years I did without because I mean when I first went natural I was like oh it's just black I didn't feel like it was cute like I just wanted color I wanted something so I did it without bleach I will say without bleach it's not so bad but you have to keep in mind it's gonna you're as the hair grows out you're gonna be able to see like the difference in the one that's colored versus the one that's not so like your colored hair is gonna be slightly drier like there's nothing you can do about it everybody talks about it because i think it's the truth like i don't think you can because we have to kind of like your hair has to go through levels to get lighter and by going through those levels, they're stripping the layers of the protein bond. So there's nothing you can do. Like it's going to be weaker, quote unquote. So you'll have to do extra maintenance. So don't do it. I feel like people need to come out with like better pink wax things. You know, those wax things that everybody- yeah, I was gonna try that first before. Yeah, do that. Or just put a wig on or something. I don't know, like do something else. Do not, don't color your hair, trust me. It's okay. <laughs> so, like, I was like, it is like what you said, it is boring. Like, and I was like, is it, what's the next, what's next? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it, I cut it again and I, and I, I just like, I want to color it. But my friend did tell me like, she was like, try hair wax first, see how it looks. So I do, I'm going to like try Go some ahead. hair wax, but you know. And I'm going to say this, Mercy, I feel like, Everyone should remember, right? When it comes to natural hair, I feel like it's okay for it to be boring. Like, it's okay for you to be boring with your hair. I think that 
the periods where my hair has grown the most is when I've had for myself, I've had quote unquote boring hair because I'm one of those people like every other week I'm itching like, okay, what's next? What's next? Just like what you said, like, what am I going to do next? I need to do something different. But I think that if you find a way to get like consistent with your regimen and your hair knows, like if it's every two weeks, if it's every week, your hair knows I'm getting a wash and a deep condition at this, on this day in a week, in two weeks. And you keep it, keep it boring, keep it, sim keep it simple. If it's in a protective style, it's in a protective style, but it knows that every single other day you're going to, maybe you're gonna moisturize and you're going to like seal or you're gonna add some oil to your scalp or something like, let your hair know what it's gonna get is what I wanna say. Like, if you pay attention to the people who have longer hair, cause I know like natural hair community, everybody's obsessed with long hair, that's another topic. But um, <laughs> if you pay attention to people who have those, that long hair, they kind of, they keep it simple or they do the same things. Like don't listen to or fall for, you know, the product junkies who switching up every single week or every other day, they have a new product. Don't fall look for look it. Look at my, look my product, product wall. They have a whole drawer. I'm like, like, yeah. listen, I'm on hate. I'm on hate when I bought something new, like, because I, I had like, I bought like a big, the one thing product that I always vouch for is grapeseed oil. So like, yeah, I bought yeah. like, I bought like a big, this, I told my mother, I bought like a big, she was like, what are you doing with all this oil? And then I was like, it's for my hair. And she, she looked at me like I was crazy. Because this is, this is the oil you used to cook. This is the oil you used to cook. And before like, I used to, my, at first my dad brought it. He brought it from Trader Joe's. If you want to get good oils, go to Trader Joe's. It's cheap. Yes. Like, I used to use it. And then one time he was like, what happened to all the oil? <laughs> and, and I was like, I don't know what happened to it. Because I, I finished it. You know, I'm saying, and don't don't just try to get the oil that's like for hair products. You can use cooking oil, olive oil. Just make sure yeah. it doesn't have like other stuff. But you could get it for cheaper. I get the big jar. You know, olive oil, grape seed, grape seed. I vouch for it. I'll vouch for it. Avocado oil is another really, really good you one. I you love it. I gotta try. It. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. The cooking kind too. Funny yeah, enough. but yeah, it's really good. Avocado oil is like right now for me like that grapeseed oil and black ca jamaican castor oil those are like my holy grails love them <laughs> well this was a good conversation i'm just gonna we're gonna have to wrap this up because i don't want to take too much of your time but i want you to just say any like final words to i like to say to the masses anyone or to the listeners about like what it means to be natural like how somebody who wants to become natural what what they need to do to overcome that fear yeah or advice yeah oh, thank you so um, I think like being natural is, I think it's like, it's such a beautiful thing. If you look at, if you look at the way the earth itself is created, you see like, there's so many differences. Like it could be plants, for example, flowers in a garden. Like they're all these different flowers. They're all so beautiful, right? And they all have their own unique and individual beauty. So if you ask me, I may say like, yeah, my favorite flower is a sunflower and someone else likes a rose, right? But is a rose more beautiful than a sunflower or sunflower more beautiful than a rose? Like, no, not necessarily, right? It's, a, it's all about the individual's person's um, point of view. So I think that's how we need to look at our natural hair. Like, I don't care about the hair typing systems, if it's 
type 4A, 4B, 4C, 3A, 3B, 3C, whatever you want to call it, I feel like we need to look at ourselves as like flowers in the garden, right? All the flowers in the garden are all equally beautiful. They're all created by God and they're all amazing, but they all need love. Like they all need to be catered to. So maybe certain flowers need a little bit more love. Other flowers may not need that same type of dedication and watering it every day. If you think of your 4C that way, like know that, yes, you may have to water your hair every single day in order for it to stay moisturized because it, it loses moisture faster, but it doesn't make it any less beautiful, whether it's short, it's medium, it's long, it's whatever, it's a process. And the more you are familiar with it, the more you know it, the easier it's gonna get and the more rewarding it will be to yours. So don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Don't look at anyone else's and wishing, like, cause that's another thing that I think I personally wanna stop seeing. Like, I don't wanna see under the comment sections of people with looser curl patterns, people are there saying, I wish my 4C hair could never, stop it. Stop that. Don't speak that negativity upon yourself. You are beautiful. Your hair is beautiful. God created you with amazing, beautiful hair. So get to know that hair. Get to love that hair and speak that life and speak that beauty into yourself and in everything and that confidence into your hair and everything that you do. So that's what I want to give out. <laughs> that words of wisdom. I want to thank everybody for listening today. Thank you, Cheryl, once again for coming on and having this dope conversation. You know, her link to Instagram channel, Instagram page, sorry, will be in the description. So make sure you guys all follow that because when she drops her her website, I'll make sure everybody knows so that we can all be more well informed. And um, this, I'm just gonna wrap this up. I want to make. I want to tell everybody, you know, stay blessed. We are, are in difficult times, but be grateful for your family. Be grateful. Tell somebody that you love them today or whenever you hear this. And I just want to say thank you, Cheryl, once again. Sorry. Thank you, Mercy. Thank you so yeah. much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. God, bless, you. Your, God bless your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm taking the big places, but <laughs> thank everybody listening once again, and I'll see you next time on Let's Get Into It. To the loop.